You're listening to Her Body on Body IOFM, the women's source for optimal health and lifelong performance, with your host, Alex Navarro. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Her Body, brought to you by Body.io FM. I'm your host, Alex Navarro, and today is part two of the two-part series with my guest, Jessica Reed, who is a registered nurse, uh, wife, and mother. Today, we are specifically talking about how she utilized both carbonite and carb backloading for the third trimester of her pregnancy, what she did postpartum, uh, which coincidentally coincided with her contest prep because she got on stage about eight months after she delivered her little baby girl and uh, how she utilized those protocols to get her body back. So I hope you guys enjoy. Um, so then going into your third, because I'm, I'm obviously intrigued about this because I'm not there yet. Yes. So I'll be curious to see obviously for myself what if anything changes, uh, but for you, what was there anything noteworthy? Yeah, so the challenges, I will say for me, the third trimester was not as challenging as the first, um, but it did have its own separate challenges. So like nutritionally, um, while I didn't have the aversions, mm-hmm. and I, I couldn't eat as much in one sitting. Right. So I was very lucky, actually, I didn't have any indigestion or any... Um, any like acid reflux, because yeah. I keep hearing that, and I haven't... Oh. Yeah. Excuse me. As of as of now, had any, and I really don't want that. It sounds terribly it's uncomfortable. Sa- it, yes, I, I've the people that I've known that have had it, just like it's it's a rough one. Yeah. But I luckily didn't have any of that, um, so I was definitely lucky there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I could not. I would sit down to eat a normal sized meal, and I would get about halfway through it, and then mm-hmm. I just felt like I was suffocating because <laughs> there's no room for it. The baby right. grows, yeah. and you just it feels like your stomach shrinks, but you have this appetite because baby's growing so yeah you know you want to feed the little little guy or girl and um and it can be a little bit frustrating so I found that I had to eat more frequently yeah um definitely trying to get the water in was a challenge but if you've ever done a prep for a show and you've water loaded it's about equivalent to just (laughs) feeling like you that you constantly have to pee no matter what oh yeah so well and I'm finding that I I mean from the moment I got pregnant, yes. I've had like an insatiable thirst. Yes. I just want to drink water all the time. That goes all the way through breastfeeding. Okay, good to know. Yeah. That will, you'll just constantly feel thirsty. Yep. Which then obviously means I go to the bathroom that much more. Yes. Mm-hmm. So. Haven't planned any road trips. I don't plan on taking any road trips because that's, unless I thoroughly plot out like every rest stop along the way, every like half an hour. Or they have these fun things. They're called female uh, urinals. I know. I've heard about them. I just don't know. I feel a little nervous about that. <laughs> we have husband's going to be like, what are you doing? <laughs> well, do you want to stop I, all the time? Eyes on the road. Eyes on the road. <laughs> I might look into it. Yeah. Just, you know, it's good to have some options or just you, in case. Are you going to do the, the baby moon? You got a baby moon planned? Yes, we do have a baby moon planned. Mm. So at the end of May. So close to when they say I shouldn't be at least going far. Yes. So which yeah. will be fun. Yeah. Last little getaway. Last little getaway. Yep. I kind of want a, a place that's really warm so I could rock a bikini with the belly. Yes. Just because. Do it. 
just because. And then you have to take pictures. <laughs> for sure. Yes. Yes. I actually have a shoot planned for, for you. right around the month, seven months. Oh, so that should be fun. That's I'm something excited. I look forward yeah. to. I, sure. I do plan on doing some tricks, you know. You got to have a few in there. <laughs> I warned the photographer. Some inversions. <laughs> yeah, I'm probably going to go upside down. Yes. <laughs> Just letting you know. And he was very excited. <laughs> so. <laughs> All in the name for art. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yep. Uh-huh. That's super exciting. So that should be fun. Yeah. yeah. And then um, what was it like? So I'm imagining you were still doing more of a like a car backloading approach at that point yes. because again not being able to eat as much food and yes. or at least uh, in one sitting getting the getting it was always quality you know nutrition micro minerals mm-hmm. you know your macros of course but backloading mm-hmm. and um, just really picking the freshest food that I could get um, mm-hmm. and definitely in the third trimester I had to eat more frequently. Um, and and that was the biggest thing nutritionally. I still didn't have a whole lot of the cravings, mm-hmm. um, and and definitely no aversions at that point. So, was the, exercise any different? Exercise was definitely different. So mm-hmm. that was still a lot of fun. Um, I I was definitely more tired in the third trimester than I was in the second, but I had better energy than the first. Right. So. The workouts were the only thing I had to change, not the intensity. And, of course, I wasn't doing cardio. I was maybe walking, you know, here or there when I felt like I needed to loosen up or warm up Mm -hmm. or cool down. But there wasn't a lot of cardio. And it was heavy lifting still. But, like, Mm -hmm. whereas I loved doing my deadlifts before, I didn't have the mobility Uh, Like I had the mobility, but physically I just, the belly got in the way, (laughs) you know, so I couldn't get deep into the, you know, into the movement. So I ended up just doing rack pulls and, um, and that was definitely, I did a lot of back work when I was pregnant because your posture definitely changes through Mm -hmm. pregnancy. And, um, I did a lot of, um, planks, um, and belly, belly hugs. So just kind of bracing the baby and holding yeah. the baby. So I that do that. It, belly pumps is yeah. what, I, what I was, I call it. Those yep. are awesome. Mm-hmm. Those are really awesome. And I think that helped um, definitely with keeping the tone. Right. Um, and definitely all the back work that I did during pregnancy helped me with my posture. And, and I was, I was um, anticipating having like lower back issues from carrying the baby mm-hmm. prior to going into it. Um, just because in the past with, I haven't had a whole lot of injuries in my life or like in sports, but um, definitely with running, I noticed that I had a lot of low back issues. And then being a nurse, being on your feet, pulling patients, lower back tends to be my problem area. Mm -hmm. But during pregnancy, for whatever reason, I don't know if it's because my hips loosened up the ligaments, everything kind of loosened up. There maybe wasn't so much pulling on my lower back, Mm -hmm. but I didn't have that issue. Oh, that's good. So, um, but going into it with training, I definitely wanted to make sure my posture was on point and my back was healthy. So I did definitely, that was a focus, a key focus of my training. Yeah. Makes Um, sense. Well, I'm sure the belly hugging made a difference to being able that, being able to engage that. Yes keep the core muscles as strong as you can Mm -hmm. as active as you can going into those exercises they're just going to support each other yes throughout and then also make it that much easier postpartum for those muscles to kind of get back to where they were main you know they've maintained a lot of their 
sort of activeness. Yes. You know, trying to re-engage them probably wasn't as challenging as it could have been. I think it was an investment for sure. Oh, definitely. I anticipate that. It's kind of like, I mean, it was like training for a show really because you do all this loading and normally you're kind of on this (laughs) hypertrophy diet Mm -hmm. and loading and you're kind of building and maybe you're a little fluffy, but (laughs) but that's where the work and that's where the beauty kind of goes into it. And then as you cut away, you can see all the progress and the work that you've you've done. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing with pregnancy. Really, you're you're eating in the way that you can do the the best for that situation or that trimester. And then, um, you know, you're putting in a lot of quality. It was a lot of quality training. It was Mm -hmm. lifting the way I wanted to lift. It was so much fun Um, doing the movements I wanted to. I kind of had the same thing where I was like, oh, you know, it's time time you know I've been in here an hour so it's time Time to go go. (laughs) (laughs) um so but it definitely it was an investment because I feel like that's just being consistent with the lifting um not going crazy right you know but just being consistent during pregnancy really helped um in terms of my training so I like to say that I competed uh, eight months after but really I was training for it's true you know a year the training never stopped really Yeah. You just modify it along the way based off of whatever you were feeling and needing to do. Right. In that time period. Right. Mm -hmm. So going for so third trimester training was a lot of fun. I I trained up I was uh lifting weights. My my daughter was ten days late. Little stinker. Nice. Little (laughs) She's like, Nope, I'm gonna come when I wanna come. Yes. Don't make me. (laughs) They can't tell me. Don't tell me which day. <laughs> um, but she was 10 days late. And um, I, uh, that was definitely a lot of fun mentally. Like, I'm you're, sure. You're ready. At you're that ready. Point, you're ready. And then it's like, nope, just kidding. Nope, just kidding. Yes. And then um, at that point, you're just like, am I going to be pregnant forever? Come on. <laughs> and I remember thinking, okay, I'm going to sprint up these hills. To You're you're like, right. they give you the go ahead. They're right. like, do whatever you can. It's a spicy food. Yep. We have this thing called Prego Pizza where I live that everyone says. How funny. It's Prego Pizza. It has pretty much everything on top of the pizza. That's so funny. I ordered that twice. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> spicy food, nothing. But I did learn to love spicy food while I was pregnant. Well, that's good. And I still do. So nice. that's a change. But um, the yeah, it, it's... Uh, it didn't really. Nothing really did it for me. Yeah, she was. She was just. She was gonna come when she was. She gonna was come. gonna come when she yeah. was gonna come. <laughs> <laughs> so, did you just like lift or keep up your exercise up until it was like time to go? I did about eight. I think it was eight days before was the last time I had lifted, mm-hmm. and not because I didn't want to lift anymore, but I was pretty confident like oh she's gonna be here I don't really want to be tired or recovering right, from a that's workout true. If <laughs> you're I'm like going sore. Into labor. <laughs> that's a good point actually so that's really the only reason why I didn't continue to lift right. but that's I was funny I was I was doing the rack pulls mm-hmm. about eight days before I delivered her yeah. and man that that labor that was intense I'm sure <laughs> it's like the greatest workout ever it really was. <laughs> you can pretty much eat anything right after that. Right, of course. You've earned it. You, for sure. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I, I liken it to um, my personal experience. I didn't, I didn't, um, I opted out of doing any kind of pain medication mm-hmm. while I was laboring. So um, 
I didn't do the epidural. I wanted to feel it, honestly. Um, I've that's been, kind of how I, that's how I am too. Yeah. Let me and, experience it. And everybody, to, to each their own, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I had kind of been through different challenges before and I like to kind of, you know, set these goals or push the limits or see what I'm capable of. And mm-hmm. it was, that was intriguing for me. And so it was a goal of I'm mine. Sure. And my husband was on board. He was so involved. That's I great. I swear, he, he worked as hard as I did during labor. He really did. That's nice. He was like holding me at certain points, Mm -hmm. just letting me kind of relax in his arms, like upright. Um, I did a lot of, I had a lot of back labor. So luckily we were able to be in the shower. I could have the water on my back Mm -hmm. and that definitely helped me progress. So overall, I'm really thankful that I did it that way because I was able to kind of experience it in its entirety. Right, of course. and, and it was, let me tell you, it's like when you finally get to push, you're like, thank God I get to push now. <laughs> and, um, and that, the, the force, like what it takes is like your one rep max, like deadlift <laughs> one rep max. If I could, if I could like liken it to anything. <laughs> it's a great visual. It's, that's exactly what it is. And I was hilarious because Ty's like, yeah, I saw vessels breaking in your forehead when you I'm sure <laughs> and I'm like yeah I'm a beast yep. like mm-hmm. this is straight beast mode totally so. yep uh, <laughs> like nothing else ever before or ever again until you have another one yeah but it was really it was it was definitely really cool super cool experience yeah so you have a lot to look forward to mm-hmm. it's really exciting it'll be a nice challenge for you definitely it's just I'm fully embracing every step of the way Everything. and and, and getting excited about the little things and and being I mean I've talked about this on the show plenty of times like I like experiments I run through them all the time have ever since I started yes. you know following these protocols and just looking at the opportunity to learn something more about myself but obviously if I can you know take that information and help somebody else that's an added bonus yes and um you know pregnancy is something that a lot of women have done before want to do mm-hmm. and there's so many different approaches that can be taken around that I mean from food to training to all of it yes. and um, you know if we can keep it as I like the fact that it's just I can be as consistent from my normal life before and then I plan to afterwards I feel like it's that transition then is less dramatic yes during it's Definitely. like not that much has changed I still feel like I'm in control of things without being controlling right and just having those little shifts along the way like you know more nutrient dense foods um just making choices along along those lines but you know I'm, ex- I'm excited to see what happens and what afterwards is gonna be and mm-hmm. my husband he's we met after I had competed, so he's never seen me on stage. And he's said little things like, you know, if you ever, if you want to compete after, <laughs> you know, I'll fully support you in that. Right you know? on. So, you know, he's kind of like, and I've thought about it here yeah. and there. Um, if, I'll, if I'll ever do it again, if yeah. I did, that would kind of be an appropriate time to do it. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it would give me a goal too, which yes. for me is important. Even when I'm running my experiments, it's like, well, this is the purpose of it. Yes. This is to learn something new. So I feel like once the baby comes, having something to work towards yes. would... A deadline. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, just motivating and, and a different level of excitement yes. and investment too in like trying different things and seeing what happens. And 
all yeah. of that. So yeah, maybe it'll be to flip around. We'll see. It's, I yeah. don't know. Whichever flip, comes first. Keep flipping. <laughs> you can do it. I plan to. Just keep it up. I definitely plan to. But <laughs> what's funny is just on the like the note of the training and and what I've been playing with now. And it took me a, a few minutes to realize what had happened as I went to go do some body weight dips just the other day. And normally I can do like 10, no problem, mm -hmm. body weight dips, like just bust them out as like a warm up. Mm -hmm. And I go to do them and, and I got like four in. <laughs> I was like, wow, I'm really tired today. <laughs> and then I was like, actually, I, I weigh a lot more than I did yeah, before. So I'm more. actually heavier. <laughs> it's like I tied a 10 pound weight to my waist and I'm trying to do normal dips. Yes. And that was almost relief. I was like, oh, that's right. Okay. I'm <laughs> uh, not just totally weak and oh, tired. Yes. I am making a human being right now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so that was nice. Kind of a, those funny aha moments. You're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. That explains a lot. <laughs> totally makes sense. <laughs> well, just like little things with like doing some of the gymnastic stuff and, yeah. you know, more handstand stuff. Just, you know, your center of gravity is a little different. and. Right. The even though I do a lot of the core engagement exercises, it's not the same, right? By any means, no. So just trying to feel that out along the way and yeah, be open to some days go really well, and other days I'm like, well, that's not going to happen, right? Okay, yes. What next? Being flexible <laughs> teaches you to be so flexible for sure. Yes, and thinking outside of the box and all of that. But I'm sure you'll have a lot of fun with like your training in the third trimester. Mm -hmm. and yeah. I'm really kind of looking forward to just freaking people out at the gym. Yes. I really am. I don't know why. That's the fun part. <laughs> you got to do it. <laughs> I'm just going to wear this sports bra and rock the belly <laughs> and do some deadlifts. And I just think it'll be great. And hopefully your your belly button is the Audi. And then it can I know. Just... <laughs> I have a really deep belly button. So I don't know if it if it's going to pop out. Oh, I don't think it will then. It probably mine, won't. Mine Did. was. And it, at best, it just got flat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I got teased for that, for sure. Where'd it go? Right. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> and then, oh, yeah. And then after, I mean, after pregnancy, you know, your, your ab muscles do separate a little bit. Yeah. And so that's kind of, that was definitely another reason why I did a lot of like core training prior to, because I just didn't want those to relax too much. Right. You know, they're going to move, but. But um, you can limit the, how far they move. Yes. And maintaining a lot of that control if yes. possible. And I will say this too, postpartum, I did definitely have the bands mm -hmm. that I wrapped, the belly, belly wraps, um, and I didn't do ones that were like very restrictive, restrictive with or like the boning in them no, or anything like nothing that. Nothing with boning yeah. in it. Um, but I did find that that helped definitely because I did have separation in my abs. Mm -hmm. And um, it's it's such an it's so odd. It's right. so I odd know. to see it like that. Uh -huh. But it did go back. And I think just making sure that I was um, and I didn't band my belly all day long. I did mm -hmm. it for a few hours every day. Um, I didn't sleep in it, right. um, but that definitely, definitely helped me kind of get my abs to move back to center mm -hmm. so that I didn't get any complications That's good. after that because I wanted to lift and I wanted right. my core to be strong again mm -hmm. and I wanted to get back into things, but I wanted to do it safely. And Right. And how soon, if you remember, did from delivery to when you started, even just mild exercise? 
How um, long did you take off? So generally, they'll, the, my recommendations from my physician, because I had a vaginal delivery, mm-hmm. um, they said about four to six weeks. So, um, which seems like a lot to an it does athlete. Seem long time, yeah. It's it does. Mm-hmm. It seems like a long time, but there's a lot of healing going on at that time. Um, your priorities are, are have changed, right. <laughs> um, and so you're doing a lot of bonding at that time. And um, honestly, I for somebody who feels like I need I need to be I need to be in the gym like a dog needs to be walked. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, I was a little bit concerned about my mental well-being and just feeling like I need to have my me time and the right. gym is my me time. And, right, right, right. Of um, that four to six weeks just flew by. I'm sure. So um, it's not a priority. I mean, taking the baby out on walks was probably the first. Um, That's what I would anticipate as it, well. It like, was a lot. Just of get walks. me outside. <laughs> just get me outside. So basically, in the beginning, it was walking with the baby, mm-hmm. strapping the baby to me, taking walks morning and night. We like to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, at one point, it was um, walking like. I would do walking lunges with her strapped to me. And then it was walking lunges up a hill. Right. And we lived in a hilly area. So right. it was perfect. So I just kind of made use of that. I didn't mm-hmm. actually get back into the gym um, until she was maybe uh, three three months old, where I was actually mm-hmm. going to a gym. And this was a, a lifting gym that was like family oriented. So I could oh, take her nice. there. It had Olympic lifting. It had CrossFit. Mm-hmm. Um, and we would take her there in the oh, stroller. Uh, yes. Super convenient. It was so convenient. And then we would be able to do sets in between. I'd have her in the stroller right there. She'd mm-hmm. hear the weights, the music blaring, and she would just nap. Oh, that's great. It was awesome. Get them used to loud noises so you yes. don't have to be quiet around them yeah, all they the like time. It. Yeah. They, they totally dig yeah. it. Well, it's like how, they, how it was when they were in the belly. Yeah, she's in the belly. She heard yep. the weight slam, yep. and it was just like being back <laughs> in the belly. Great. That's really great. <laughs> So that was that was definitely a nice um, a nice way of being able to get back into working out. But it wasn't um, it wasn't like I thought it was going to be where I was chomping at the bit to get back into the right. gym. I was just really focused on baby and bonding mm-hmm. and and kind of trying to figure out that schedule and the sleep too. I would never. I'm sure <laughs> the sleep is an adjustment. <laughs> yeah. So the last thing you really want to do is get into a gym when you haven't been feeling like Great. you've been getting a good stretch of sleep. So I know that's actually probably my biggest concern or worry is because I am a sleep whore. <laughs> Even my husband's like, if I if I get like seven hours, I'm kind of grumpy. He's like, what are you gonna do? It's like I don't know. I'm gonna apologize to you a lot. Okay, here's here's what you're gonna do. <laughs> It's okay. I'll figure this out for you right now. You can just fill him in a little bit okay, later. Okay, perfect. <laughs> Here's the best thing. Don't you both get up every time the baby wakes up. If the baby wakes up during the night, mm-hmm. take a shift. Yeah. So like before midnight, it's all you mm-hmm. or him, however right. you figure okay. it out. I like that. And then after midnight, it's the other or 2 a.m., whatever you right, guys right, decide right. Okay. on. That, that's good. I like that. So there you go. I like that. Yeah. I and totally then, make that work. And then there's other things that work, too. Like uh, Marlo, my daughter, mm-hmm. um, was a big nighttime feeder. And I had been on night shifts. And then I transitioned. I moved back to days. And I worked 12-hour shifts. So I would work three days so in long. a row yeah. and not be able to see her. So we kind of fell into co-sleeping that way. 
when I went back to work because I, otherwise I wouldn't see my daughter for half of the right. week. Right. So if she had a bedtime that was strict and mm-hmm. down and put down and not waking up until I left for work the next day. Right. So we did a lot of co-sleeping. He would just run over to her crib and bring her back in with me and she would hook up yep. <laughs> and then fall back to sleep. That's I would great. fall back to sleep. We got our bo- bonding time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you'd, you'd be fle- you're flexible and make it work. Yeah. Yeah. Prior, honestly, prior to being a mom, mm-hmm. I was like, no, baby's baby's not going to be in our bed. I know, right? Baby's going to be in baby's room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then, you know, you just, you, you keep an open mind with your partner. You guys kind of figure out what works for you and your lifestyle. Yeah. And everyone's different, so. Well, and it's, it's one thing to like, you know, and I say this in regards to other things too. Like you can have a plan, but knowing that there's flexibility within the plan. Because mm-hmm. we talk about that, obviously. We yes. want to make sure we're on the same page with <laughs> with things. We did this before we got pregnant, by the way. Um, <laughs> you know, making sure we were, we, had, we were on the same page before. So there weren't any surprises along the way. Right. You know, but also knowing that there's going to be moments of flexibility and right. you could have a plan and it's probably not going to work out. So yeah. being open to that as well yeah. is important. Or you mm-hmm. get a plan and then the baby changes. Right. They adjust. Yeah. I actually have a client who's that just happened with baby just turned a year and she's like all of a sudden, well, he's teething too. So oh, yeah. now he's just uh, cranky. Yeah. Not sleeping as much or oh. just is it more inconsistent. So, yes. and, uh, yeah, it changes. It passes, though. So as difficult as right. it gets. <laughs> yeah. Ups and downs. Yes. Mm-hmm, along the way. Yeah. Um, okay, so then last thing, and this is probably going to be like a long last thing, and we're probably just going to have to split this episode into two because... Ooh, yay. Yeah. Because, <laughs> well, you know, the after... As so the much. aftermath. Yeah. <laughs> the aftermath. Like, it's this horrible thing. Um, the, <laughs> the transition period, <laughs> postpartum... <laughs> Uh, nutritionally, which mm-hmm. I know a lot, I, you know, I get asked questions about a lot, um, especially along the lines of, it's not even like I want to compete. It's I want to make sure that I'm producing enough milk <clears throat> yes. to feed my child. Yes. And that's obviously a big concern for women, regardless of if they're following this way of eating or another way or, right. you know, trying to diet, uh, quote unquote, to right. lose some of the baby weight. That's always a concern. Right. So... Were there things that you were surprised about or that you played with to try to, you know, still get the results that you wanted but not have it affect your supply a lot? The the general recommendations are really kind of vague. They are. They're terrible. I read them and I was like, what does that mean? Yes. (laughs) Yes. And then there's all these different different beliefs about how to, you know, improve your milk production and that kind of thing. I think, honestly, if you're going to have a challenge with it, it's going to be a challenge. Right. Um, and there's definitely, I know that they offer, there's medications that they've they've given people to oh, kind of crazy. increase production. And really everybody is um, a little bit different. And I think, like I was saying earlier, some things are easier for people yeah. and um, there really shouldn't be any judgment. So I've had, uh, you know, I've had clients and friends with, with good um, intentions and feeling a lot of pressure that they needed to do solely breastfeeding Mm -hmm. and for whatever reason it just wasn't in the cards for them maybe they had had you know um uh genetics definitely plays a role if um somebody's had surgeries in the past that have removed any kind of um any of their ducts right or um 
or uh, or even just affected them any affected them yeah. at all hormones play a huge issue like a huge role mm-hmm. so um i think everyone is just kind of different for me personally um i was able to go into a carb night right from the get-go mm-hmm. so i had had a history of carb nighting right it was not a nutritional change for my body right. i had been doing a lot of backloading and mm-hmm. i kind of eased into a carb night so i didn't start out like 10 day stretch here we right, go right, baby's right. just I'm born. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but i will say this i was in the hospital postpartum and um i had like uh a few different foods delivered to me that day. But then when we were in the hospital, we were in the hospital for about three to five days afterward. Mm-hmm. And um, my dad was bringing in freshly uh, like cooked bacon and sausage. Nice. And he's just great. delivering. And we had butter. I had oh, Kerrygold butter with great. me. and um, Sounds ideal. Coconut milk. Mm-hmm. And it was just really, those were things that were very easy to eat sure. and snack on. And um you know, at that point, I wasn't, it wasn't like I was going to prepare vegetables, right. you know, yeah. so <laughs> just making sure I had um, a lot of nutritionally dense foods. Mm-hmm. Um, I was drinking a lot of water. I'm sure. Um, so I did, I did get into a carb night pretty right from the, right from the get go. I, I went into it and um, maybe about like a three to five day stretch and then right. five to seven days basically at a time. And I just watched and I just, I made sure that I was producing enough milk. Mm-hmm. She was growing. Right. Um, you know, there were no issues with that. My milk seemed like a very good. It seemed high quality. It was mm-hmm. really thick. Nice. Um, it seems super oily. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, um, and she, she seemed to develop, develop normally. Yeah. So um, I felt like we were both kind of, you know, it wasn't a big transition for us. That's right. It's just kind of your normal thing going back to yeah. it. And mm-hmm. I, and um, with people that I've worked with postpartum, um, you know, I haven't initiated them into a carb night postpartum when they have never done it. Right. So I wouldn't necessarily tell somebody to just jump right on into it. Um, I would, I would um, think like more of a backloading would be really nice. That would be like a good protocol for somebody um, and just watch your milk production, as mm-hmm. with anything. And right. um, always keep your doctor in the loop, too. Yes. <laughs> that definitely helps. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, I think, and then it just seemed like the weight came off really easily, um, even though I wasn't working. I didn't work out. Um, right, for a while. For a, a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I, I felt like that was basically the most natural course for yeah me and for baby makes sense yeah and then I actually kept my milk production for two years nice so you know right that could just be my genetics but definitely <laughs> the diet didn't hurt it right so well, I think there there's uh, there's something to be said about consistency both yes. you know before you got pregnant during the pregnancy afterwards again it's not something that your body that was new to your body yeah it was kind of its normal groove. That's what it was happy doing. Yes. What it needed. Yes. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yep. yep. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> That's really great. Well, thank you so much for like sharing everything. I know it's, you know, a lot of information and it's very variable depending on the person. Yes. Um, but I, I think it's important to know that there's options mm-hmm. and, and flexibility around it and, you know, being able to tune into what 
what your needs would be versus somebody else's and you know I'll be curious you know and just if you're in the process especially like I am just really being open-minded to whatever comes up along the way and you know if there are surprises not letting those throw me off it's more just like okay interesting information (laughs) let's see how we can work with this Um, because it is definitely like a day-to-day thing Mm -hmm. at this point and you know I try not to get stuck on like the scale thing by any means and uh, I just want to make sure I'm eating enough also because funny enough I haven't really had much of an appetite I'm just kind of eating my normal foods Mm -hmm. and because I know how much that is I know it's what it's giving me Mm -hmm. but I haven't really had any need or desire to eat more than that like I haven't had like any insatiable hunger anything like that yet so we'll see what how that changes there maybe there's just one day that'll come where I'm like I need everything (laughs) put in my mouth (laughs) I don't know we'll see (laughs) it could happen it could it could yeah I almost feel like the appetite's less than it was before but that's why I've been making yeah. sure that I'm eating enough. So yeah. I have tracked uh, just a, a few days here, mm-hmm. here and there out of curiosity, just to make sure that, you know, I'm hitting at least baseline. <laughs> yes. Um, but also keeping in mind that I'm not working out as much as I did before. That's true. So it's like, okay, well, did I, do I need what I ate before? Right. Because I was moving more, because I'm not moving as much and what are my needs? So yeah. and that's it, been a little bit interesting to play with yeah and it's it's mm-hmm. definitely interesting because the general nutrition like um information out there recommendations are r- 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 yeah. i could go off what did they say it's like 300 extra calories every day oh, well i've seen the pregnant. ranges and then postpartum it's, it's like 500 but that's hilarious because they don't really say like what are where are those calories coming from? Right, exactly. So it's not just putting food in your mouth that you that's laying around. Right, right. And no matter how mm-hmm. much you're, you're when your baby's an ounce versus when your baby is a seven pounder, nine pounder. <laughs> exactly. You don't need anything more than three hundred extra calories. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't need a giant baby. I don't know. I'm pretty small. <laughs> pretty small. I really like to do it naturally if possible. <laughs> that's that's the plan. <laughs> well, they'll already be inverted, so we can... That we can right? Bring, yeah. I know. <laughs> Somebody said that not too long ago when I was doing some handstands. They were like, oh, well, at least you know what to do if you need to flip the baby around. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Fully prepared. Yes. For any scenario. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you've been training your whole life for this that's right yeah <laughs> see totally uh-huh that's kind of how i viewed the training at mm-hmm. this point like mm-hmm. obviously i'm moving to feel good and doing what i like to do and yes um but you know i'm considering the the end of this being the the biggest competition i've it, ever had before it really is. and i'd really like to be as as physically and mentally prepared as yeah. possible and um uh, soon I'll be having uh, the the woman that I consulted with on my core activation techniques and breathing techniques uh, for training, but how relevant that is for actual labor and labor, delivery. That's so that's cool. been really cool. Yeah. And um, I, d- I do like to say that I have a strong p- pain threshold. Yes. So again, we will see. You're good. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you but can just prepare. being able to, you know, 
synchronize the breath with the mm. the sensations and all of that and take kind of taking that and practicing that within my exercise and my lifting and and kind of wherever it's relevant just taking that moment resyncing with the breath all of that I think will hopefully pay off in the end so I think so prepping practice the training is in full force yeah I think you're gonna surprise yourself too I think um I think you're really going to gain like a comprehensive mm-hmm. appreciation for what you're capable of. Yeah. And I was saying this to you earlier, yeah. but I really, I just think it's the coolest thing. Like our bodies are so cool. Yeah, they really are. It's really cool. But you don't know, I know. how I know. cool yet. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm halfway through the coolness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just can't wait. I can't wait for you to come back and be like, oh my goodness. I know. We'll do a show after for sure. Yeah. You know, we'll probably take a little break for uh, her body, obviously, yes. for a few weeks at least. So uh, yeah. you'll have to hang tight for, for that one to come out. But follow up. Definitely share the uh, the adventures all of that so (laughs) you know I I look forward to it all and it's been you know exciting and educational to say the least Mm -hmm. and informative and I so appreciate having you know women like yourself who've been able to share your experience and it's just it's confirming also you know that I'm like because there aren't a lot of us out there Mm -hmm. that have gone through this process like we have and are and you know be able to bounce ideas off of and you know what worked for you so thank you for joining me on the show and sharing your experience and absolutely i'm hoping that it helps some of you other ladies out there who are either in the process as well because there are a few of you you've commented on the (laughs) on the facebook page and on my instagram so thank you for for sharing your stories as well um but for you know postpartum as well and uh you have the support and lots of information out there. So, and there'll just be more to, more to come. Yeah. More to come. So thank you for thanks. joining me on the show. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Anything you'd like to say before we wrap up? I could keep going. I know. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. Um, it's, it's uh, definitely a really interesting topic and not a whole lot of information I out know. there. And people aren't really very readily available to talk about these kind of things well in not in a in i mean our approach is unconventional yes and and so i think that information is not readily available because again i read the stuff that like my app shares with me the articles that it shares and i read most of it just to see what other people are reading right but 99 percent of it i'm like well that I'm not going to do that. Right. Doesn't apply to me. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yes. So hopefully one day it'll get to the point where this type of information is more readily available and right. accessible and people are, are open to it. So we'll see. I think so. Starting the trend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> okay. Well, thank you everybody uh, for listening to another episode of Her Body. I hope that this was uh, insightful or educational or entertaining to say the least (laughs) one of the above and thank you again jessica for joining me on the show and we'll catch you guys next time bye You've 
You've been listening to Her Body on Body IOFM with your host, Alex Navarro. And if you'd like to hear more, log on to body.io. We'll be back next time with more information about women's health and performance.